time for another edition of the Original Roundtable with ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor for the next round. This is on Disrupt the Media. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. It is always brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. We've got conference championship games this weekend. You can wager on everything when you go to mybookie.ag. Put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up at checkout. So before we get into 4th and 30 for, uh, 31, 4th uh, and 31, the grave digger play, that one, and where you're going to be at two, not one, but two conference championship games. We were talking at the beginning of the next round today about algorithms. And for whatever reason, if I go to Instagram and I go to a search page, it's Vishla's and it's it's really bad accidents. Like people on motorcycles getting getting thrown in the air 30 feet. I watched one of these videos and now it's nonstop. I watched a video of a dude being eaten by a shark in Egypt. And what? now I get... I get all these disaster videos. Do you get all these algorithms that follow you around? Oh, dude. well, one, I'm not searching for, you know, a man eat or a shark you know, eating a man and, you know, awful, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> demonic situation. I didn't ask for it. It was sent, and then I watched it. Did you well, look for it? I was, no, I did not look for it. I was fascinated. Somebody had sent it to me after I watched it. Then it went from, yeah. Okay. The occasional USC song girl to a dude getting, <laughs> you know, in a third world country trying to cross the railroad track and get completely demolished. Well, um, I have several questions here. One, who's who's filming this and not helping somebody? That's number one for me. Number two, how many of you watched? Because I have a weak stomach, as you know, man. We've been, we've known each other 30 plus yeah, years. Yeah, most of them are like this, though. They're quick. It is the guy... On the motorcycle trying to go across the train track, you know, just get popped. It doesn't show anything graphic. You just know he's done. Um, Nobody's screaming, watch out. Oh, I mean, yeah, like the shark attack. The, the shark attack's bad. You hear, I think it's Unchained Melody playing. It's at a resort in Egypt. The guy's girlfriend's on the beach watching it, and somebody just happens to be filming. I don't know about you. I'm not. You know, if, it, if, it's, if it's one of my kids, I'm going in the water. If it's anybody else. I'm on the sideline. Yeah, no, look, don't put me in that game, Coach. I, I hear you. Now, if I, if I can assist in some way, I will. Yeah, like, I'll put a tourniquet on you if, if I don't pass out. Yeah, but telling the guy on the bike, there's a train, you know, or you're about to get T-boned. I mean, it, it, if I can help in some form or fashion, but I'm not going into the shark's house, a.k.a. No. water, to save a stranger. Look, now, I know. If the stranger makes it out of the water, and I got a belt on. I'm, I'm helping. I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I'll donate blood, right? But I ain't going into the shark's house to save a stranger. Yeah, two I saw this week. This dude was taunting an alligator on the side of the highway. Like, he, he pulled it. over. He, he legitimately it. pulled over on the side of the highway. The alligator's out there. It's about a six-footer, big enough. And his buddy's filming it. And so he's doing, you know, the zigging and the zagging with it. And finally, the damn gator grabs his leg and will not let go. And the guy's... You know, he's screaming like a little girl. He deserved it. He does. He deserved it. If that sounds harsh, sorry. But, I mean, that's you're going to go and antagonize a wild animal that can eat you. That's on you, Bubba. That's, that's action. You started it. Reaction. Gator finished it. End of conversation. Hey, from the, the old school roundtable days, and this is the original roundtable of the ESPN, Ian Fitzsimmons, I know you got a soft spot in your heart. After we had on your buddy Takeo Spikes, he told us one of his favorite meals was the raccoon. 
you ate a raccoon in the bet you lost with me. Well, one of the videos I saw this week, it was crazy. There is I a hate, raccoon. I taste what? it right now. I hate uh, you for bringing that up. I, the, the iron. You were brave, though, man. You actually took a bite. And I did. I, I respect the heck out of that. You yeah, it was that metallic slime oh, taste. Iron. Oh, my God. How Tequila spikes, folks. If you missed that, that. I mean, we used to have him on after that. What, like every holiday? I mean, almost. Takeo, his mom, and remember, this dude's got millions, still for Easter, will barbecue a raccoon. That yeah. is their traditional Easter meal every single year. And I, just by you bringing it up, I can taste it. But go ahead. Yeah, I'll get to the story. And, and Jess Bourgeois, he's got a restaurant in New Orleans now. He was the guy at awesome. Casino Spear. He put it together jambalaya style. I think the, the mistake you made was you should have just gotten it fried, like char fried. I didn't have a just, choice. Well, I just remember him saying, look, I got most of the oil glands out, but there could still be some in there. And if you bought that up, like with the freshen up gum, if you were to bite into that. Come <laughs> dude. Stop, man. So this video, we showed it today. Oh, it, it wasn't like, on the planet to get that taste out of my mouth. Go ahead. Go. Over the Thanksgiving weekend, this, this group of uh, guys and girls are in a truck. You can't see them. You can just hear them talking. But there is a raccoon on the hood of the truck and they're driving and they're all laughing and they're like, what is he doing? And the next thing you know, the raccoon just basically commits suicide. It runs, it jumps out with his hands up when they're going like 50 and they just keep going. And you know, there's kind of a giggle and kind of a disbelief, but it's one of the more amazing videos I've seen. How long did the raccoon actually stay on the hood going 50 miles an hour? I like 10 seconds. Like, I would have pulled over and let the little fella, like, get off. They kept going and talking about it, and he finally just jumped. Look, man, I mean, look, it's eight seconds if you're on a bull. I mean, 10 seconds for a raccoon on a moving truck, that's pretty impressive. Oh, speaking of the bull, there was one the other day. Uh, have you seen the uh, the rodeo clowns play poker? No. Wait. Yeah, so they, they normally sit at the table, and the bull will come, and, and, like, the last one sitting wins, the last one to get up. Well, this case, I don't know if they brought people out of the stands or what, but there were three dudes and a girl, and they were standing there, and they let the bull out, and the bull goes straight for the girl. All the dudes take off. She doesn't move, and she's got to be dead. It hits her so hard, she is completely out cold. A shoe flies up. There's some good stuff out there. It gets a little, as you hey, said, bro, demonic, man, a little morbid. It like you become addicted to these damn algorithm videos <laughs> that you're getting. But they sent them to me. Getting Lane frosted, right? I mean, and, and Gord and a shoe pops up. That's what is wrong with you? Yeah. And the last one I'll tell you about this dude on a motorcycle. I want to hear it. But he's flying and it's like, okay, I'm going to go 130 and try to defy logic. And it's in the rain too. And he gets a little too low and he loses it, hits the side. And he, I'm not kidding you, the street light, he goes above the street light. Is he with us? He landed on his feet. Yeah, of course he's not with us. I mean, it didn't it didn't tell me the aftermath, but I'm just assuming that he's blowing in the wind. He's 30 feet in the air after going 130 on the motorcycle. He landed in a pool, man. I have no idea. I yeah, mean, I don't think I don't think alligator. I mean I don't think you land and roll in that situation and survive. Man, by the way, you, you bring up uh rodeo clowns, right? Do you remember the story I told you about the late great Mike Leach? How in come my last conversation with him? We end up somehow going down and matriculating down this winding road of mascots and the and underused mascots. And then we get to 
somehow bison, which leads us to bull riders and then barrel racers. And then he gets on this thing going, you know, and, and that Mike Leach voice, rodeo clowns are the best athletes in the world. <laughs> like, what? And he starts talking about, find me an NBA player or any professional athlete that can avoid a 3,000-pound rage of an animal and want that animal to come at them and their own only sanctuary is to dive into a barrel. That person is an athlete. Yeah, I would agree. I do think defensive backs and in, in NBA would be the best at eluding uh, the bull outside of the rodeo clown. That is an art, though. I will give them that. Yeah, could it could I mean, like, can you imagine trying to see Shaq drive, dive into a barrel? Ain't happening. Yeah, not 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 going to work out. It's the original roundtable with Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. Uh, it's on Disrupt the Media. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. And it's brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Great stocking stuffers this time of the year. Holidays running right around the corner. Uh, go to manscaped.com, put in that promo code OGRT. They're going to hook you up at checkout. Before we get into your two locations this weekend, it is conference championship week here. Uh, Alabama. I mean, they get down first and go at the seven. You think they're going to win the game easily. Bad snap on second down. Uh, then Jalen Milrow, obviously the penalty on third down. They've got a fourth and 31. Were you able to watch the game live? I know you were on location this past weekend. I know you were up in uh, – were you uh, Florida State, Florida? Yeah. Yeah. So you probably got to see it, right? So, yeah, Jonathan Wiley, who's, who's you know, just a great guy and one of the, the lead producers, organizers for College Game Day, and he travels with Herb Street Fowler and, and Holly Rowe. So they have he has a, a TV set up that travels and walks the sidelines with them. So I'm just standing there with Wiley and Holly Rowe while that damn thing hits. And it's, I mean, I'm sitting there going, I think Holly walked away to go talk to a coach actually doing her job. I got caught up in the moment, right? I'm like, Don't this, blame you. why are we even watching this? And I could not believe what I saw. I still can't. Heck, I was talking to Texas linebacker Jalen Ford yesterday. And LT, he's talking about it. This organically came up in conversation. You know, fourth and 31, crazy things happen in football. But, man, that one was one that even he is an All-American linebacker, right? I mean, we're playing in the Big 12 title game, and we're talking about the Iron Bowl. I mean, it was – I still – all these days later, I still cannot compute how you only rush two and how you make that throw. And it's single man up coverage back left corner of the end zone. I mean, it's it's beyond remarkable. And I couldn't be happier for Jalen Milrow, and I couldn't feel worse for Auburn and, and Hugh Freeze. I mean, seriously, it was like this range of emotions like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened because Milrow is such a great young man. Um, and, and then on the other side, after it's over, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, you can't believe that happened uh, there at Jordan Hare. Ten years, right? I mean, ten years to the ante. There's a voodoo hoop. There's some serious Dude, voodoo. I, you man. know, I remember going over to watch my Dodgers play uh, Atlanta at Turner Field and watching Andrew Jones long toss and just throwing seeds. And watching that, and somebody estimated the throw was 54 yards. You know, it's not a it's not a traditional Hail Mary. He's planted. He's yep. getting different reads. And then he sees Isaiah Bond one-on-one. -on -one. But that was a complete missile. And I don't know if it was 54 yards or not. But you just don't see throws like that. No, man. I mean, he's and he's come so far. I mean, it just the evolution of Jalen Milrow is one of the best stories going right now. Not just in college football, but in all collegiate athletics. The dude is 
I mean, go back to the Texas game and getting benched and then being supportive of his teammates, which was also a test. And then and since then, he's just ascending every single week. And that throw right there, that will never be forgotten. That's the kick six. You know, that's the miracle of Jordan Hare. I mean, that's fourth and 31. Hell, it went up second and 26. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. And they call the play Grave Digger, which uh, uh -oh. we've got T-shirts. Uh, Nextroundstore.com. You can check it out. Dude. I wore your light blue, um, that summer type hoodie. Yeah, the 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 rash guard hoodie. I had a lot of people talking about, hey man, where can I get one of those? So send me some more gear, and I, I guess what I'll wear new stuff on the road. Uh, we can do that. Okay, so this is going to kind of transition into where you will be Friday night. But you're talking about great stories. Jalen Daniels leaves the Pac-12 and Herm Edwards in Arizona State. He goes to LSU. Initially, I didn't even think he would start at LSU. Bo Nix leaves and goes to Oregon, which is like the furthest place he could get from the Plains. Both of those guys now are going to be your Heisman finalist. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what story is better. I don't know who's going to win this. A lot of people think it will come down to the game you've got Friday night in the Pac-12 championship. And if they avenge their loss against Washington and he plays well, it's lasting image. He probably wins. He's a slight favorite right now. I believe Jaden Daniels is the best player in college football, so we'll see how it shakes out. But what is the better story right now? What Bo Nix has been Man, able to accomplish or Jaden Daniels? That's 1A, 1B. It really is. I mean, we, I remember talking to Herm Edwards after when I had LSU week one against Florida State um, his first year there. And it's, it's like, well, he, he makes the unannounced play, you know, so remarkably well. But, you know, he's got to learn to put more touch on the ball and this and that. I mean, he was far from a, a – finely tuned quarterback. And then Brian Kelly does something brilliant. That is, all right, our playbook is this big, right? Well, you do this much really well with it. So we're just going to go to this. And then every single week, they just started to you know, gradually give him more. And here he is. To me, he's your Heisman Trophy winner. And I don't want to hear about the three losses. RG3 and Baylor, three losses. Lamar Jackson, Louisville, three losses. LSU, Jane Daniels, Three losses, Heisman. That to me, he is the best player and the most dynamic player in college football right now. Bo Nix will be there. Michael Penix Jr. will be there. Marvin Harrison Jr. should probably be there. Ali Gordon was, you know, trending to get that invite to New York until Central Florida. Oklahoma State's outstanding running back. But right now, I think Jaden Daniels is the best player in college football. And you're right. He and Bo Nix, I mean, it's 1A, 1B. Whichever Hollywood story you want to talk about is the best, I'm not going to argue it. Okay, so a lot of people believe the Pac-12 was a play-in on Friday night. You know, we had our first, and I heard Gus, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt talking about this Saturday. This is the first playoff game of 2023. It was. This is probably the second. I do think there is a path if Oregon wins that they don't get in. We can get to that in a second. But if Washington wins, and they go 13-0, and they beat Oregon twice, say what you want about resume and close games, Washington at 13-0 as a Pac-12 champion deserves to be in. Okay, but it's not about deserving; it's about best. Yeah, okay, well, if, 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 if it's all, so. yeah, but if, if but if it's the best teams, I already know three of the best teams. That is Georgia, that is Alabama, that is Michigan. Yep, I agree. So you're you're playing for one spot, and this is the like the committee almost got helped out, and they didn't, and it was close. And if I'm on that committee on going back to Saturday, Lance, I was drinking my face off and then finding myself in a fetal position in the corner of my bedroom, right? Because Washington State almost helped you. You know, Auburn almost helped you. Florida almost helped you, but didn't. So here we are, championship weekend with eight teams. 
still alive for the college football playoff. Eight. Yeah, I'll, I'll say seven. I don't think Ohio State is. Okay. I mean, they, they would... seven. That's fine. Yeah. All right. If you want to knock it down to seven, sure. I mean, good luck, right? Think, I mean, think about it. Here's their worst scenario, and I'm curious, in my opinion, and to see if you agree with me. Alabama beats Georgia. Texas wins the Big 12. Oh, shit. What do you do? And, and Florida State. I want to put them in there. Because if Florida State le- loses, you, you can find wiggle room to put both in. Okay, I believe Texas – I think Alabama would beat them by double digits right now, but Texas beat them head-to-head. So I can't put Alabama in front of Texas. I can't do it. Um, I know Michigan's going to be there. Yep. Um, so I've got – this is the way it would shake out for me. Sorry, Oregon or Washington. Sorry, Florida State. You're out. I am going well, – Hold on. Let me go step-by-step step with yep. you. So right now you have taken undefeated Washington, and they're out. Yep. We're going four best. We're going four best. Out, right? Where everybody wins. Florida State wins. Uh, Washington wins, Texas wins, Bama beats Georgia. That's the biggest one for the committee. Yeah, and Miami wins. I, or excuse me, Michigan. I've got Michigan. I've got Alabama. I have got Texas, and I've got Georgia. I cannot – like, if Georgia was to lose by double digits, you can leave them out. But if a team that's won 29 consecutive games, and I know I'm not supposed to weigh that in, I can't get that out of my head. I can't get it out of my head. They've won back-to-back national championships. If they lose a tight game, they're in. And here's the thing. But they won't get in, right? In the committee's eyes, LT, Georgia, because they, they will not use, they know it's human interest, but they will not go to previous years. But just on the resume alone this year and the eyeball test, they have beaten three of the committee's top 25 teams. Yep. They beat Bama, right? I mean, obviously they're in. It's done. But if they lose a close game to a top 10 team in the committee's eyes, it comes down to a field goal, right? I'm with you. How do you leave them out? And my co-host on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson, she brought up, well, Florida State undefeated. You know, how do you leave them out? I said, let me ask you a simple question. Georgia plays Florida State. If, if Bama beats Georgia, Georgia be, who, and Georgia and Florida State match up next week on a football field, who do you think is a better team? Well, I tell you with this, Georgia, if Georgia-Florida State is first-round game, Georgia is going to be a 16-17 point yeah. favorite. Dude, it's, I mean, Alabama squares off against Florida State, right? They're going to be a double-digit favorite. Hey, Texas plays Florida State. Yeah, probably double digits, close to it. Oregon. Yeah, you know, close Washington. to it. I mean, so, I, and as much as I respect what Mike Norvell has done, with no Jordan Travis, and that has to factor in, even though Boot Corrigan said Yeah, I agree. I said this earlier, and I don't know if you agree. The best break Alabama has gotten to this point is, unfortunately, sadly, Jordan yeah. Travis going down. Phenomenal young man. I mean, dude, take him home to both your daughters. You know what I mean? That kind of guy. I mean, he's just. He is just a remarkable leader and a quality person and a hell of a player. It's a different football team. So, I mean, it's not about – and I can't drill that into people's heads enough, Lance. It's not about deserving. It's about best. And for once, you and I actually agree on something here, and that is, look, man, if Bamba beats Georgia and Texas wins, three spots are locked up. Good luck trying to fill that fourth. I would look, and I, I do think Oregon's the better team, probably the better team when they played Washington and Seattle. Nine favorite. Nine. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I, I don't understand this number. I thought it would be like four or five. I agree. Um, look, in the last six of the last eight games, I think Washington's won by one possession. So they've struggled, but they still win. And when it counts, Michael Penix makes those plays as he did against Oregon. 
And you just wonder with this veteran team, and you've covered Washington, Twice. you know how, how much they play with a chip on their shoulder. Like, how in the hell are we undefeated? We've already beaten this team, and we're almost a double-digit underdog. Uh, let me tell you, Lance, you drilled it. Uh, and Oregon, since that Washington loss, they've been playing like crazed dogs, man. Uh, but what, Roma Dunze, hey, look, had him out in Corvallis. Great game, 22-20 in a monsoon. And I asked the Dunze, their All-American wide receiver and a Bolitnikov finalist. I said, your message to the committee right now is what? He just goes, turn on the damn tape. <laughs> this Fair guy, oh, it was a great answer. Just go watch the film. And look, and they, they're getting better on, on the defensive side of the ball, week in, week out. And, and Kalen DeBoer, dude, the man does not lose in November as a head coach. His record in November is 30 and one against top 25 teams against in Washington. He's undefeated in the month of November. I mean, so is, is Friday's the first, though. It's not going to be a November game. <laughs> you know, semantics. I like that. But, and I asked him, how, what is it about, Later in the year where your team just really starts to click, it goes, any football team, if you're worth your grain, I mean, just worth your weight in anything as a coach, you you should be playing your best football at the end of the season. It's a simple explanation. And it really is when you think about it. So I, I agree, but Washington is not playing their best football right now. I don't think uh, – find ways to win. They are, and I, I think up until Texas Tech, Texas wasn't playing their best football – Florida State's not playing their best football. You know, teams like Georgia, Alabama, sands the Auburn game, but we've seen so many games in Jordan here. You know how that goes. Oh, that's uh, Oregon's playing their best football. There are teams playing their best right now, but there are some teams that aren't playing their best football. Hey, so crazier line to you when it when it came when it when it popped out because we were leaving the swamp and you know we kind of start it's it's we missed the police escapes. So we're sitting there for forty minutes in traffic and I go well let's just check and see what, what the numbers are and our game's coming up. When I saw Oregon by nine, I damn near had a coronary. I, I couldn't believe that one. And then this is maybe my favorite number I've ever seen. And I want to get your reaction to this. Michigan is a 22-point favorite with the over-under, the total at 35 and a half. Yeah. I, have you ever seen something like that in your life? No, because what that takes at that point is Michigan. 30 to nothing. Uh, yeah, or 28 to three. Yeah, it's tough to get the favorite and the under in that situation. Um, I don't know where you list that game because Iowa has scored twenty more than 20 points once in the last two months. Yeah. A 22-point favorite in a conference championship game. Well, I'm glad you don't necessarily have that game because I don't think anybody's oh. looking forward to the Big Ten championship game. You do have the ACC championship game, and I know it lost a little luster with Kentucky beating yep. Louisville this past weekend. Because Louisville, say what you want, they had an outside shot. It would have taken a million miracles for them. But if they would have gone in with one loss and beaten Florida State, they at least have an argument as a 12-1 and ACC champion. Now that's kind of off the table. They're only two-and-a-half-point underdogs because, obviously, no Jordan Travis. Who do you lean there? I know you'll, you'll save the pick for Lance's lock, but do you have a lean? Yeah, I, I lean Louisville. I had Florida State this past week, and it took a lot to get there, and they ended up covering. They were down 12-0 to Florida. They're just – they're just not whole. I mean, that's just a simple way to put it. I think the defense is still really solid. Norvell's done a great job with that team. But without Jordan Travis, they're just not nearly as good. Yeah, Tate Rodemaker obviously got rocked at the end of that game also. Um, and he's seen a cheeseburger. But the, the players love him. I mean, he's been in the system forever. Hell, their offensive coordinator told us in our, in our coaches' meetings, Lance, that, they, look, Rodemaker's been here longer than I have. I mean, so, 
I mean, it, it, again, the players love him. He could have transferred. He stuck, stayed, competed, um, and, and just loves Florida State. But I'll tell you this. If he were to go down, watching their true freshman, I think his name is Glenn Barack. Not a, not a, a big kid. He, I mean, he's got a, he's got a solid frame, but I'm talking like height-wise. He, he's around six feet, six one. But just watching him warm up when he had to come in, LT, this dude's got like a steely-eyed stare. Looking at Keon Coleman going, back up five. I'm ready. Just back up. Back up. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's a true freshman in a one-score game at the Swamp, right? Rivalry. And he's telling Coleman, I'm, I'm feel good. Back up 10. Let's go, man. Let's go. I got this. I'm going, LT, you don't see that very often. So just file that away for next year, right? Or even if something hopefully doesn't, right, to Rodemaker, because he has a chance to try and beat Carter L. Jones at, at Ohio State. You know, if he, they went impressively, to your point, and, you know, Georgia beats Bama and the Pokes beat the Longhorns, you know, Florida State's going to be right there. And, and he has a shot to do what Jones did at Ohio State. That's win a rivalry game, go win a conference championship, and just see if you can find your way into the playoffs. I think you and I talked about this, and we're about to wrap up here on the original roundtable uh, with ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. Disrupt the media. Like, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. It is always brought to you by mybookie.ag. Put in that promo code OGRT, and you're going to get a nice deposit there at checkout. That is mybookie.ag. So uh, we talked about this earlier and chaos, and we never got it. And yeah, we still got an opportunity this weekend. I just don't see it because it would take. Oklahoma State beating Texas, it would take Iowa winning that game, Alabama winning their game. You know, there are some I can see uh, the underdog win these games, but I just can't see Oklahoma State or Iowa winning their games. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but we, we, to your point, we still may see a little chaos, but I, I'm in awe that we haven't yet. This is the latest we've ever gone, as we, we talked about. This many teams legitimately still alive. We didn't even get to Elko and and – Jeff Levy, man, quick thought on it. I, I've told you for years, Aggies are cultish. Did you see the presser? Yeah. Oof. That whole sway thing and all the yeah. whoops and the hand signals. Ross Bjork was so uncomfortable at the end. Dude. Elko acted like he knew the uh, what the words to saw oh. the Longhorns off of. Uh, if, if, Aggie, if Aggie knew that that dude was from New Jersey, does he get hired? No, probably not. Uh, what did you think, though, on the Elko hire? I, I like it a lot. I mean, I, I told you Kingsbury would have been my second choice behind Elko. And, oh, by the here's another thing. You hire Mark Stoops. How does it, – it's got to be uncomfortable as hell to go back to Lexington, right? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, how far along was he in that? I would I rather – if him. I'm an AM fan, I, look, I think Stoops is a really good coach. I love him. I love yeah. him. But I, but I would rather, I would rather have Elko right now. I'll tell you this. So, you know, go down the list of guys you were looking at. Lance Leipold, check. With that, you know, we'll, we'll take him. You know, we'll take Chris Kleiman from Kansas State. Uh, you know, we want Mike Elko from Duke. Uh, but we don't want Mark Stoops, who's the winningest coach in the history of Kentucky football, who has had multiple 10-win seasons at Keontucky, who goes to bowl games. That makes no sense, and that goes right here. To I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what hurt him, in my opinion, was how bad the offense has been. Could be, could be, yeah. but I, I know this: the man can coach, and Ross Bjork, and and the big money boosters. When you when you start listening to fans on social media, you end up like a certain athletic director at Tennessee when he listened to everybody. And Greg Greg Schiano would have been a home run in Knoxville. It took him two more coaches to finally find somebody. 
Mark Stoops, I think, would have with those that with that, but that war chest, coach, I think he would have okay. been great. I think Mike Elko is going to be great, but I think that you know they they need him. Remember, Aggie, you ain't Texas because Texas is more SEC ready going into year one than you are, and you've been there over a decade. Okay, so Vegas is not your scene, so to speak. And look, there's there's I a lot of it. really, you do love it. Yeah, but only for like two days. I can't. Yeah, go okay. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I can't go more than two days either. But you know the food. Um, I mean, look, it's some of the best food in the world, just depending on where you go, but everything is trendy. So where are you going to eat Thursday night? This is where I turn the reins over of where we feast to Mark Kestisher, our play-by-play guy. He is in Vegas for like a month every summer for NBA. Summer League. Yep. So he knows, he and PJ Carlissimo, uh, we're probably going Italian on Thursday night. Uh, PJ has that town wired, which means Kesty now has it wired. So that's where you just get in the car and go. And because I know it's going to be damn good because the guy literally lives in Vegas for a month every single summer. Yeah. So what is your schedule? So you go to Vegas Thursday night, you do the game Friday. Do you catch a red eye Friday night? Yeah. Red eye to Charlotte, land around seven, straight to the hotel, grab about a four hour nap. My brother Kevin is going to be my runner for this game. So I get to see him, which is awesome. Uh, so he's going to drive up from Asheville. Call that game on uh, on Saturday night late and then uh, go over to Devin's house, see my niece and nephew and my sister-in-law. They're going to get their asses kicked in Tampa. Um, and then, and by the way, anybody need a special teams coordinator, <laughs> I got one for you. Because they're hurting in Carolina right now, obviously. We all know yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, you know, I don't know what David Tepper's doing. Uh, I think Frank Wright can coach. It's not a great roster. Um, you got to give it a little bit of time. But uh, it's another Ooh, story another day. Yeah. Hey, great stuff, man. Look, enjoy the travels. Be safe. Vegas to Charlotte. Uh, we'll talk to you next week here on the Original not, Roundtable. And I mean, do not send me any of those horror flicks that you're watching. People getting eaten by sharks in Egypt and dudes getting clipped by trains on bicycles. No, thank you. I don't need it. Tiger shark, man. <laughs> Swim at your own risk. That is Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. This is the Original Roundtable. Disrupt the media. Like, subscribe, thumbs up. Always brought to you by our friends at lanceslog.com. Jump on board for the winners. Coming off a guaranteed weekend where we won for you. Go to lanceslog.com for more information.